0: Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Ranger Show. I am joined with a very, very special guest this time around. He is a Free Jack staffer, he is a graphic designer. He does everything behind the scenes for the Free Jacks. He is Oliver Gilpin. Oliver, how the hell are you?
1: Good, man. Really well. Uh, how
0: are you? excellent excellent i've got a bit of a video lag but we're just gonna roll with it man we're just gonna keep going here uh, all of my uh viewers all the viewers on the youtube i apologize but uh, it is what it is if you're listening to the podcast you're like i have no idea what this guy's talking about but uh what is your origin story with rugby let's start there we always want to start the, uh, that way with folks
1: uh so my my dad played um in the 60s um and i was sort of a um i was sort of i grew up with it grew up watching it um and sort of seven seven years old i uh, was my first first rugby game actually they the two just behind me here um is the two from my first ever jersey from uh back in 19, 1996 wow um yeah, yeah it's uh so yeah i played uh, for the local team loved it um yeah as I got a little bit older I was going to lots of Academy sessions and training pieces for um places like Bath Academy um nice then um sort of 12 or 13 I sort of I peaked uh, to be fair um everyone else seemed to hit puberty and I didn't <laughs> and it's <was laughs> like I stayed about four foot one until I was about literally until I was like 16 or 17 and um my rugby career was long was was long gone um by the age of sort of 15 and 16. so um yeah I was I, yeah really I always hooked like loved loved playing okay. Grew up with it, watching watching the game and um yeah just I, I it's part of part of the culture a little more I guess uh in the UK so
0: yeah so you yeah. said you always hooked how was your uh, line and uh, throws so uh, uh, yeah curve. it was like yeah yeah I, I
1: could throw darts yeah yeah it was my um it's definitely my cooling card like it was the one thing Excellent. i think mean, it probably carried me for a while there when i was playing at sure. that better standard for for county and stuff um because gotcha. i had i had pretty good darts yeah
0: very good very good so obviously you know the the, the accent and you're talking about bath academy you are english where did you grow up
1: so yeah. i grew up in um in Somerset uh yeah in um yeah in England um it's known for cheese and cider so okay yeah so I got on really well in Vermont because that was uh, right (laughs) some um crossover but yeah so I grew up in the UK um played played rugby for a town called Western Supermare, West Supermare Rugby Club played there for uh throughout my junior years um did some, I played for North Somerset. I got a cap or two when I was 13 for the district uh, for Somerset. And then sort of my rugby career tailed off as I stayed stayed mm-hmm. short and little. But yeah, gotcha. yeah, so, so Somerset, UK.
0: I feel like Will Webster's from around that, that area as we well. We grew
1: up playing each other. It's so what? weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yet to find a picture evidence, but um, no doubt. That's so cool. He played for Taunton, which is. Not far. Um, we would play two or three times a year, That's and cool. yeah. So I've played against. I played against Will. We're the same age, so love um, that.
0: Super strange. Yeah, it was weird. What a connection there. That is super, super cool. What a small world. I always tell mm-hmm. people this, that, uh, uh, Bill Baker and I, uh, Bill Baker who does, um, yeah. uh, Eagles overseas, mm-hmm. awesome guy, also a, a season ticket holder for the free Jacks. We all always sit near each other. Um, him and I probably played against each other in, in, in the South in the early two thousands. He played for, uh, Atlanta and I played for Charlotte. So we yeah. definitely probably played for each other around that time, yeah. period, which is pretty, you know, it's a small world, man, especially with rugby, but, um, Let's talk about how did you find your way over to the States? Uh, How did that Um, come about? So
1: 2013, uh, I sort of graduated college, um, packed up and went traveling. And while I was in Panama, um, I met my now wife um, and we traveled together for a while, um, really hit it off um started out with sort of just friends and then came home sort of both mutually missed each other I guess and then um got back in touch um and yeah and then we sort of made it work um and long distance um she came over to the UK um to study medicine in London and uh then we ended up coming back here in uh, we originally moved back to West Virginia. Uh, she's originally from California, but she got, um, she got a clinical training, um, for medicine in, in Huntington, West Virginia. So okay, yep. we moved there in 2017. Um, yeah. And I've, I've been here since we went from West Virginia to, um, to New Hampshire, um, and then from New Hampshire, um, we've recently moved down to, to Northern Virginia so yeah very good
0: very Been good for a
1: while
0: now so uh you were telling me about your your uh experiences down there in uh in northern virginia and i was just kind of wondering like how would you compare just kind of looking back at your experiences there in new hampshire how would you compare new england to old england i know you post a little bit every once in a while on instagram like <laughs> yeah. your your experience living amongst americans Talk yeah about it's that. funny. yeah um to be, you know what's
1: funny it's uh i think it's I've travelled a, a fair bunch, and um, seeing when a culture is completely different, mm-hmm. it, like you're you expect it to be different, so it doesn't really catch you off guard. But it's when the cultures are fairly similar. So, like the U.S. to the U.K. is like fairly similar, but then things will just completely blindside you <laughs> that you just think that everyone knows. I mean, my wife and I, I'll still say words, and she has no idea what that is. Right. I remember my first Christmas. I asked where the Christmas crackers were, and nobody knew
0: what I, was, <laughs> what I was talking about. So,
1: yeah, there's some there's some there's some differences, and I experience them daily. I think um, the the biggest it, sort of the biggest culture biggest culture shock, I think, is just how big. Pe- I think people back home realize how big the US is. they, mm-hmm. they I don't think they grasp it. Um, yeah. I've driven coast to coast sort of six or seven times now and it is insane like you get on the you get on like a freeway and it's like you know exit in 960 miles like it is (laughs) it is a big big country with just like ever-changing landscapes and I think um I think it's really hard for people to grasp in the UK because Mm -hmm. even cultures and across you know the north to the south they change but not in the same way like every state is almost like its own country
0: here it's amazing that we're all still together and united right i mean there's big differences between where i grew up and where i live now in new hampshire huge differences yeah yeah yeah. um
1: but yeah no i mean for the most part it's it's fairly similar um people are great everywhere that's one thing i will say for the u.s like everywhere we've been um everyone's awesome um and particularly new england i think there's some they're probably the closest um in attitude to old england to be yeah. honest like a little bit prickly and a little bit um dry like yes in the way that they speak to you but you know we'll do anything for you so yes. um yeah good yeah really good people we, we loved we love new england hopefully hopefully back soon
0: so yeah yeah fingers crossed on that i think scott matthew puts it very very well where he talks about new englanders kind of like an onion you know on the outside you're just like what why are these little people a little bit reserved are they you know are they mean no they're not mean it's just like you have to kind of you have to buy in or you have to earn people's you know, for them to open up a little bit so yeah yeah. um what is your official title with the free jacks and tell us how you got the job like run run us through that
1: yeah, so um, I, my technical title, I think, is uh, is director of brand, uh, brand director. Um, wow. But the honest truth is, it's we're a small team, um, and yeah. job titles are, are fairly irrelevant. We all pitch in um, yeah. and do a lot, uh, much more than than just one one job role for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as part of that, I do graphic design um i i manage all of the cre- a lot of the creative assets um essentially brendan buckley who um is one of the most talented people i've ever worked with he runs all of the creative from video and photography um he deals a lot in storytelling and then i do all of the static graphics um the brand guides uh those things um and we work really well together and sort of share the creative direction between the two of us yeah um i think that's probably the best sort of um sort of rough idea of what i do um i then also manage um the digital um marketing campaigns and out digital outreach um so all those annoying facebook ads and instagram see, that's, that's me um so yeah uh, that's what i do and then how i got the job is interesting i guess um i met mags back in 20 nineteen early twenty nineteen. Um as my wife's a doctor and and so is Mags. And Uh, they work together. So um we we sort of bumped into each other um during that time sort of COVID-ish, uh right before COVID. Um and so yeah really hit it off. Um good friends. Um obviously both have a huge interest in rugby and um and brand building and and business and yeah we we really got really really hit it off and i worked as a contractor um for a long time uh 2019 all the way through um till january just gone um where i took a more full-time position um i helped ollie inglehart back in the back in the early inglehart days um here and there um, to be honest, he he's like one of the, he's one of those guys that uh, I I like. I came in and he would like sort of ask help here and there, and then within six months he was better than me at everything. Um, <laughs> and, and like you know, I'd worked on a career for ten years, and you know, he just immediately was phenomenal at everything he touched, which was yep. amazing but annoying to watch. Uh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think um, yeah, I mean, realistically, I mean, yeah, we're still stood on on Ollie's shoulders all the work that he did over the last few years is 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah it's amazing um so yeah so then I just took a January I took a um a more full-time position uh helping with um the free Jackson also uh, in between days which is the music festival um that happens at veterans uh yes. at Fort Quincy and so yeah um yeah I, I, I took on I filled a, a hole in the design uh, space um and then also bringing some knowledge from you know 12 years of brand building and um yeah brought that to the table so um it's been really fun it's been a really fun year uh, and I'm really excited for 2024 uh the 2024 Same. season um because I'll have more of a more of a solid input um and have time to really build stuff out so yeah yeah it's really exciting so is it
0: fair to to say that you're responsible for all of like the match day roster graphics all of that sort of stuff is you
1: yeah i mean we're yeah uh, essentially yes so i build out a lot of the templates um i don't like it's every week um Marielle, uh, i don't know if you've met Marielle, she's incredibly talented um also like a really fast learner she when she went like i've been working with Marielle for a year and immediately she's just already better than me with Photoshop and stuff. Like, see so yeah, another another Dartmouth grad. That's yeah, ah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, but yeah. So, so it's more of a team effort to be quite honest. Like, um, I'm responsible for the creation of those things, um, but it's very much a team effort in that that's we all have an opinion, we all pitch in, um, and then we work on those pieces together. So yeah, um, the the Delta um, kickoff times and match day templates and um all the roster pieces yeah we we build those out at the start of the season together and then um one of the members of the staff like one of the team will take that on uh, week by week and uh, fill those out working with the rugby rugby staff
0: gotcha i use a little um uh phone graphic called studio so but i will say that i've gotten a lot better over the years my yeah. graphics <laughs> look like shit to start with but yeah. they're slowly looking half decent i guess uh, so yeah yeah i mean it, it's 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 one of those things where like i had no knowledge of how to do this at the very beginning but i was just like okay i'm just gonna do it so i'm gonna you know learn over time um yeah. so yeah i Are i, I becoming... can
1: appreciate... go ahead I'm becoming obsolete, to be honest. Um, Most uh, most of the apps and like design apps and stuff now that you can you can use, it's just insane. Like the the technology and the the AI um, is just yeah, it's bananas. Um, It
0: is. It's really incredible to see. But uh, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, the more you do it, the better you get and that sort of thing. So I I feel good about the progress that the, the show has made in terms of graphic design. But when I look at your stuff, I'm like, well i've got a long way to go you know what i mean that type of thing so yeah we've got a
1: whole team there so i guess that's yes, not
0: really. right it's just me over here pal i mean like we've got the outriders that help out but you know but it's just like I, i'm doing the heavy lifting around here let's, let's be honest um, let's see here next thing i wanted to ask you about is you know cuz you were talking about being excited about next year and I'm sure we all are it's going to be awesome can't wait to go back to back that would be so sick but let's take a rewind session here let's talk about overall impressions of the free jacks 2023 season
1: yeah i mean what a season um yeah the i mean overall an interesting start there in in preseason in houston um I think it was sort of uh it was an in, it was an interesting one to watch um there was so much it was uh, I, th- I think the one thing i would say as a whole i think we really we really won the whole the whole thing because of culture um yeah. you know we, we we took it to the end because we worked as a team yes um and there's a million ways that you can talk about that. Like, you know, how many teams, you know, take a huge loss, like, you know, Josh, like last losing Larson, Crazy. Um, you know, how many teams are there that are able to still have such an amazing connected culture, um, you know, and half of that's down to Josh being so present, um, even right. through injury, but also just the ability to sort of pass the torch um, when he's not on the field um right. and we've got such great leader you know leaders um outside of just a captain too right. so um but yeah no i think the, the honest truth is you know that that first houston pre preseason, season i think we saw a lot of like sparks of brilliance mm-hmm. um but the difference between the team that lifted the, the shield at the end and the team that started um was literally culture and you know hats off to scotty and and uh tk um mike um and will for really creating you know environments that um create just positive amazing cultures um you know when you look at san diego uh on paper they are just i mean we're playing half the half the all blacks (laughs) um and then you've got sort of like you know then you've got like these guys from new england who grew up playing club rugby on the field you know like just taking it out there and destroying it and working with um working against these like you know these like gleaming (laughs) kiwis and just yeah and just killing it so you know that only comes from building cultures and um i think we've really got the best out there to be honest um yeah. The cultures wise, I just I don't think there's anyone there's anyone creating creating what we create.
0: A hundred percent. And Oliver, I know that you were there at the award ceremony that uh, that I was there at. And I, yeah. I, I, I've been saying this multiple times on the podcast, but the way that the guys, the boys, you know, applauded and congratulated every single winner of the, of the awards that night. Like, I could tell that these yeah. guys love each other. And that started way, way back in terms of the culture change with Absolutely. this new regime that came in with Scott Matthew And Mike Rogers has a huge role with that, with like the mini teams, all of that sort of stuff. It yeah. matters. Like, people will poo-poo that and say, you just put the best guys out there and they're going to win. Well, if that was the case, San Diego would have won the game, Absolutely. right? Because, yeah. you know, if you look, there, there was some positions that we had them beat on. But overall, I felt like they were a better team. And and Vegas felt the same way. We were the underdogs, right? But because our guys loved each other and they were ready to go to war with each other and they didn't want to give up, we won that game because of the culture. You're 100% correct. The season was us winning it at the end because of the culture that was created depth had a lot to do with it as well we've got a lot of depth on this team uh in 2023 so but i feel like you know 100 calling out the culture is absolutely correct i wanted i know that you're the founder and president of the potty fan fan club so talk about his contributions to this team in 2023 like a myth, right unreal just
1: unbelievable (laughs) unbelievable i mean what a guy he he um what he brought to the table was like um you know possession and also territory like yeah. we did not play rugby in our own 22 this year um and that was realistically one of the top reasons you know besides constant points um yeah. from Polly. but um you know we played rugby in their 22 more than we played rugby in ours and at the end of the day um I think that is the the real reason um, you know for for us constantly consistently winning um it's very hard for people to win um without the territory I mean yep. he, you know possession is in you know obviously the most important part of the game but um possession on on your try line is useless um right. so yeah I think realistically what he brought was vision um he brought like a level of maturity I think to the the entire team 100%. um and just yeah unbelievable kicking game out of hand off the tee um yeah just an amazing amazing player really really world-class
0: I mean, his experience just so steady, like a steady presence back there. Like nothing was gonna, you know, make Potty blink. Like you yeah. know, this guy's an NPC veteran. Like he's been there at that level, and it's a very, very high level. It's very, very comparable right. to M L R. Some say it would be it's technically better, which I'm not gonna disagree with. Maybe physically we're right there, maybe even above. But you know, this guy was forged from years and years of playing in uh, New Zealand. And if you're playing in New Zealand and consistently starting, you're a damn good player and he proved it for sure. Favorite yeah, moment yeah. of the season, what do you got?
1: Oh, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> do, you know, do you know, I think for me, um, you know, the, the obvious, the win in um, Chicago was was great. It really was. And lifting um, the Eastern Conference Final, uh, that was great too. Yeah, but I think the thing that makes me come back—I mean, the wins are great—but the things that make me come back is just standing with, like, essentially, four thousand friends, um, and watching a game. And I think for me, the Father's Day game um, against Houston was there was just this moment at, uh, right before kickoff, and the you know we sold the stadium out. The, it was packed but still you know uh still great space um you know it was just it was just one of those moments where i was just like i was so proud to be in that space with four thousand friends watching one of the best teams um, um yeah it was just yeah for me like the wins are awesome but the yeah. what keeps me coming back is the and even before i was a member of staff what kept me coming back as a season ticket holder was just that experience um so yeah for me i think that that father's day game was was a big one
0: yeah, man, that that that's a special one for sure. It, it, it's all we're all growing this thing. Like you guys, obviously, you know, being a part of the organization directly are are swinging the hammer more than you know just the fans themselves. But we, it all matters, and it all we're all building a mansion that we can all enjoy, you know, down the road, right? So it, yeah. it's 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 very very cool that this thing is is is. It's, it's growing and we can see it grow like we're we're finishing certain parts and we're looking at it like that's really nice. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then once it all comes together, when we're when we're at Fort Quincy and it's been expanded and we're, yeah. you know, putting we're hanging our, you know, fifth. Championship banner. We can all look back and say, with our you know ten thousand friends, like, man, this is this is so cool. This is where we wanted to be when we were in Fort Union Point, and yeah, it kind of sucked, right?
1: Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the thing. I mean, you know, you, you say about like um, the guys in the company, you know, beating that drum, um, but realistically, the most important people uh for our growth of fans um you know we're a small team and you know if every single person who was a fan bought a a friend or introduced a friend or took their kids to um one of the Academy um one of the RT like the regional training groups um rugby would grow exponentially faster than than we can than we can grow it um realistically the best way if you want to share or you want to see this sport grow is to bring friends um it's to share it with with people on special occasions like birthdays Mm -hmm. um yeah that's the that's the best way to see this grow and I think that fans actually are more important than than any of any of us in in the office um myself mags included um you know we are all replaceable um in the office but the fans are not and i think that's that's really important to to keep in mind for sure
0: yeah it's a fan driven movement. And that's the way rugby is like that. I mean, that's pretty much worldwide. Like I'm sure that there's some places where, you know, like rugby is like, it's such a high level, but at the same time, it's like, it's, it's community driven, especially here and and certain other places in the world where like the fans are what matter. Like I'm a big soccer fan. I'm sure a lot of people are going to give me shit because you can see there's a little bit of a Manchester United logo poking out underneath (laughs) that scarf there. But you know, at, at that level, like, There's diehard fans that are season ticket holders and they'll go to every single game. It doesn't matter what's going on or all of that sort of stuff. But the fans are so far removed from the players. The players make in a week what most people will not make in a year under any circumstances whatsoever. And some make – you know they won't make that in a lifetime just what the one player will make in a month right yeah. so it's just it's so different right um and i'm so glad that i that we're a part of this together and that we're growing it in a community-based model i think that is so so important but let's talk about this right here the logo the lantern logo who is responsible for that you know that was
1: before me I think that was even before Ollie Inglehart um, wow. that was back in the day de- yeah back uh, back in I would guess 2018 2019 um, not sure of the branding company it would have been um, it would have been a, a branding agency um, but yeah it was uh, all created um, by mags um, the story the story goes that uh, they were looking for a name um, and they love the concept um, of being sort of having that revolutionary brand, and um, they, you know, were after the Paul Revere story, yes. and you know what what is you know really um, what's really important about you know the the, the revolution is not necessarily like. The, the war or the revolt but it's actually the freedom piece right and i think um you know i i may i may be get <laughs> i may be getting this wrong so i hope i'm not misquoting max but um this the uh, the story goes that uh he they loved the freedom piece and then they wanted that um they wanted a story in that narrative and i guess you guys you know everyone knows that um the british flag is called the union jack yes. um so it's like you know that removal, that removal from uh, the the reign of the the Brits. Um, yeah. It's like being free of the Union Jack. So henceforth the. Um, the Free Jacks, uh, which is where the name comes from. And uh, I do always think it's quite ironic that I, as a, as a Brit, I end up doing a lot of the, rev- like, you know, a lot of the
0: branding piece. I was with- just gonna say <laughs> that Oliver, like with <laughs> yeah, with yeah. your accent, this is, co- you know, you're telling the story <laughs> of the revolution in that, that's the, all of the branding of the Free Jacks. I absolutely, mean, yeah. you know, your ancestor just like, what the hell is this guy doing <laughs> yeah, over there, yeah? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Sure. So yeah, that's the, um, that's where it started. Um, and then, the I don't know you were you were there um, at the Eastern Conference Final yep. when Eric was on stage and proclaimed that they designed the logo to look like um, look like it was drawn by uh, by Disney. So I guess that was their design. <laughs> I guess that was their design inspiration. Um, that was something I learned at the at the Eastern right. Conference
0: Final. So, yeah, there's always so, some good nuggets from Eric if you let him talk long enough. He'll tell you yeah, some wild yeah. stories for sure. Yeah. we've
1: got to give him a microphone more often. Hundred
0: percent, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'll never forget when he was on the show. He was telling us about how he got some dirt, some soil from uh, the Battle of Lexington and Concord, and will sprinkle that on the turf every once in a while. And I'm just like, wow, man, that is <laughs> that's, that's cool. But I'm just like, I would have never guessed that that no, actually yeah. place, You know, <laughs> I love that. Um, let's talk about your design uh, contributions to the Free Jacks in terms of the logos. We know the Junior Jacks and the regional team logos are your babies. Talk about how those came about. What other designs have you created for the Jacks other than those? Yes, yeah, well? so, I mean,
1: I've done, yeah, I've done the, all of the RTGs. Um, yeah, like you say, I did the Junior Jacks, the Independents. Um, I, did the, I did the vintage um, pieces this year. Nice. Um, which was one of our hottest uh, items of the year uh sure. the vintage jerseys and all the vintage pieces um i worked on all, pretty much every template for uh, through the 2023 um every touch point from through the 2023 season um the all of the i did all of the membership pins so all of oh, the okay. season number pins from from back in 2020 all the way to uh all the way to now I'm actually working on the 2024 um as we speak so if you've got any suggestions let me know all right. um yeah and then um I do I help maintain um help maintain the websites and, and those other pieces so yeah pretty much anything that has a design element to it I do it um I get like all of the festival posters and festival teas um Nice. those are all me those are all me as well so oh, yeah, yeah um yeah a lot, a lot of finger a finger in everything pretty much uh, <laughs> it is a team effort um yeah. for the most part but but yeah i managed those pieces um and then the rtgs um i did that back when i was a contractor in 2020 middle of covid um and those were that was a really great learning experience talking about the revolution like i ended up doing sort of yeah, weeks and weeks and weeks of research on um, nice. on the Revolutionary War, and um, each each RTG is linked specifically to a certain area of New England. So right. um, the Pine Rioters are linked to the New Hampshire border, and then yeah. you know they're linked into um, the Pine Riots, and there's like a story and a narrative A each of yeah. yeah, yeah, and yep. exactly yeah, and then um, so yeah, there's a story in, behind each piece. Um, and so yeah it's really cool yeah um it's something i'm really proud of it was a lot of work and um one thing i will say about working for mags and is that he if you're going to do something um he's very much about doing it properly and Mm -hmm. he put as much time and care into the academy pieces of the business and the rtgs um as he would of any other piece um and i think that's really commendable yeah. um because we are you know it's one thing to say we're a community focused organization mm-hmm. and I think it's another to actually do it and yes. be community focused and um it was really great it was one of the reasons that you know I ended up coming to work full time um with the free jacks because you know any organization that's willing to put quality um into every aspect every area um, I think yeah is, is a company worth working for. So, um, yeah, yeah, they, they were. That was the um, RTGs. There's actually a really interesting story about the Independence. Uh, Let's hear it. Logo, which I don't think I've, I don't think I've shared with anyone actually at all. Let's hear it. Um, it maybe even people in the organisation don't know. An exclusive um, right here, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, so I was researching Independence, um, the Independence logo, and. Uh, I was looking around for inspiration, um, you know, and that's part of everything, yeah, part of what I do is every heritage design, um, you know, Mag is an, an amazing uh, brand builder, and one of the things he says is that whatever you build, uh, whatever, you know, whatever visual pieces we put out, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to logos, um, could it have existed 100 years ago? and um, will it exist in 100 years so it's Ooh. like it's that like piece of it's a it's an element to that brand process that you know especially with a heritage brand and the heritage feel like the free jacks yeah. um it's important to put like a story to every piece yes um and there is a i discovered i was i was in a for inspiration i was in a museum in um, in boston and i came across The Forster flag, Forster flag, or Forster—I think it's Forster flag. Um, Do you know the story of the Forster flag? No, tell me which one that one is. So it's a big red flag, and it's got—and it's got three, it's got seven um, white lines on it, and it's it's this big red piece. I think it's actually in Austin, Texas now, um, but it was originally in Boston. And what had happened was. they found this flag it had been made into a dress and they found it in some yeah really weird they they found it in some ch- old chest um i believe in a bakery or something
0: huh. and
1: um it turns out that this flag is uh was a british R- union jack so like you know the british flag oh i see and it had been captured by the rebels uh yep. by, by the revolutionary uh yeah by the Revolutionary. and they um they had they had cut it up and so right. they literally and it was the most amazing story because i was like wow this is literally the free jacks right like yeah. they're taking the jack and they're becoming free of it and so yes. what they did is they cut those white stripes from the union jack up and they sewed them in the seven, uh, wow. seven lines to represent the seven states and um so i was like that is too perfect that's Certainly so not. good not use that as a as a you know like a uh the piece for the 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 design so that's where the flag comes Um, interesting in the independence logo it's actually based on the Forster flag and uh yeah and so that's
0: that's the the
1: foundation of of that design piece that is brilliant yeah yeah i mean
0: I feel like, you know, there's some Free Jacks nerds out there like myself that see certain logos are like, what is that about? Like, you know what I mean? Like the independence one is one of those where I like the old logo. I understand that you didn't were involved in that one. It just looks cool. But now that I know the story that you're explaining of the new one that you designed, I I love it. You know what I mean? That is so, so for sure. Yeah, it's very cool. Absolutely. And, for, of course, for the folks that uh, do not know, the um, what he was talking about, the RTGs, that's the regional training groups that take place. Um, that's like a, it's like player identification and stuff like that and development yeah. in academy specific stuff, yeah. areas. Yeah. Academy stuff within New England. So uh, let's talk about uh, strangest thing that you've ever designed before, uh, not just as a you know, Free Jack's employee, but uh, what's the weirdest thing don't have to name a brand brand um
1: I did a. I I mean I've done a lot of stuff uh yeah. but I think one of them the most recent ones um I did a shoe brand um oh. where they wanted a talking a walking talking lemon um <laughs> which was kind of cool um maybe not super weird but yeah kind of interesting um a yeah it was cool um yeah I've, I've done I mean, I've done I've done tons of stuff I get a lot of I get a lot more odd requests to be honest as a design like people people remember like you know will you know know me from college or you yeah. know friends and family and I get crazy Photoshop requests oh uh, like, yeah like I'll get the most yeah. insane Can you you know remove somebody yeah yeah yeah. yeah, can you add in a crocodile or you know it's just like bananas requests like that i get that all the time but uh, yeah that's the the majority the
0: majority of the insane people are normally family so (laughs) very (laughs) good um i know that we've talked about him quite a bit in this episode but any mag story that's not out there already that you can share with us like a crazy mag story
1: I mean, it's always fun Uh, it's always fun I don't know, yeah, he's, nothing particularly crazy comes to mind Um, yeah, nothing particularly great, I mean the crazy, one of the craziest things that has ever happened is I met Mags for lunch one day, and this is 2020, 2022 Mm -hmm. and it's sort of I don't know spring, May or something Um, and he said, oh, we're in a couple of weeks, we're we're starting a music festival, and <laughs> I was like, "That's not something you do in a couple of weeks." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, like he's, he he, uh, we turned out a from sort of start to finish in eight weeks, we turned out a music festival. That is um,
0: insane.
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah, no super crazy uh, stories, but just like an amazing opt, always an amazing optimism. Um, that of like think like things we can achieve if we put our mind to it and uh Mm -hmm. yeah just uh, that's a good example of just sort of you may you know from afar it might seem crazy but you know somehow we seem to pull these pull these things off so um yeah yeah it's always fun for sure
0: I mean, just an incredible guy. What a great leader! The Free Jacks are very, very lucky to have him. I've said that since the beginning. You know, uh, we're talking about community-focused, you know, uh, organization. That is definitely the Free Jacks. They out—they uh, don't just talk the talk; they walk the walk. And that is Mag's, you know, leading that charge and uh, pump, you know, uh, beating that drum for sure. And it's one of those things. It's like the Free Jacks did it first, and it's so successful that other organizations are just like blatantly copying them to try to catch up right yes. yeah, it's, it's one of those things yeah. that like we can kind of you know beat our chest about like the free jacks have made this thing successful through absolutely. what mags's vision was and it was right the whole time yeah absolutely
1: really cool. And i mean the other thing too is like we're you know we our growth is steady and consistent you know yeah. i think that's the the most amazing part of all of it you know it's really easy to um it's really easy to put on a game and you know play to a stand of you know a thousand people but to see consistent growth and engage with people and have those amazing experiences um yeah i think that's where the magic comes you know it's easy to do it when you're when it's you and your buddies but when it's like when you're trying to grow and you're still giving the same experience mm-hmm. um to the first 1500 as you, you you are the you know the next four thousand. i think yeah that's where the magic is for sure
0: 100 percent uh, message for the Rangers out there uh, before we get you out of here. Anything that you want to say to the loyal Free Jacks fans out there? Yeah,
1: um, yeah. for me, I, I want to say a definite, definite thank you guys. Um, we have a, we have well, absolutely have the best fans in the world. Um, the, I will say like, you'll see me down there with a camera or like, you know, directing traffic or something it is the loudest craziest not like it's unbelievable like the amount of fat you feel as you're walking by you feel the ground shake um and yeah and you know i think that's the what the difference and you know we um, i'm sure you've spoken you've spoken to a bunch of players about it um but the difference that makes on game day the difference that makes to players um I don't know if you saw recently there's uh, I'm not a big baseball fan but I, I stumbled across it on Instagram or TikTok or whatever mm-hmm. there's a um, the the Phillies had a, um, a, a, a a batter having a tough time and he struck yep. out like a bunch and instead of like you know booing and getting mad about it they every time he came to the plate uh they gave him a standing ovation right right and he you know he knocked it out of the park and then right, suddenly yep. he's back batting like better than he was before his dry spell yeah I think like realistically we can't underestimate the power of fans we can't underestimate the, the the power that that brings you know there's a reason that there's a home field advantage right like yes I think that's my biggest thing to you know dax rangers but the fans in general it's like a huge thank you like it makes a difference like, the reason the reason we're undefeated this year at fort Quincy is yeah. because of the fans um yes. and it is huge um and just i think the other thing too is uh the kindness like the amount of times that i've walked past a fan introducing someone who's new to rugby to the rules or in, you know chatting to them about like the culture or in like bringing them uh, in with open arms uh-huh. I think that's massive you know for yes. uh, for us to grow and for, for this to really be a thing we need we need more fans in the door and it's amazing to see our current fans like open like with open arms welcoming yes. the new people yeah. um and so yeah, huge thank you for that too. It's 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 awesome.
0: Yeah, man. The only way that this thing is going to continue to grow is that you know you bring new people along, and and you're patient with them. As that I know that all of the fans are as you're describing, um, you know, patient and explain the laws if people are asking. You know, just try to get people engaged. That's what we do on this show. Um, yeah, but it's one of those things. It's like this thing will be huge, but it takes all of us trying to continue to spread the good word of rugby. That's how this thing works. Like the free Jacks winning the championship in the Boston market, that makes a huge difference. And I'm sure that we will have sellouts throughout all the home games next year, but we have to continue to work and make sure that everybody around us knows about the game of rugby and that it's available at Fort Quincy. You need to just come out and see it. I think, uh, you know, Spider's the best fan out there, as far as I'm concerned. But he said something that was that, that like blew my mind. And I think it's the best description of Fort Quincy and just the Free Jacks in general. He said it's the best kept secret or it's the best hidden gem in the Boston area, and he's absolutely right.
1: Absolutely, 100%. yeah,
0: hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, so and I yeah. think, that, and I think that yeah, that's for me the
1: best part. I mean, you know, it is the it is the best hidden gem, especially now. You know for the you get to come and experience this you know amazing sport and maybe you've got some relationship to it maybe you don't um but also then at the end of the game you get to I mean where else do you get to walk on the field and meet the stars and then watch a band play and enjoy a beer and you know sit in the sun in the evening and just have like you know this people running around there's kids like learning to play and pass the ball like that's not an experience anywhere else in like at all it just doesn't exist in sports yes. and I think you know that is all from you know from Max and I think what an amazing experience you know when we were when I was sat you talk back to you know Father's Day I was just sat in the sun listening to old Crow play, mm, yeah. and uh yeah and like what what an amazing thing that we we do and we have have a chance to be a part of so yeah huge thank you to the fans for sure
0: 100%. Accessibility is such a huge, huge, you know, thing for the Free Jacks. And and, and it's a really awesome thing that rugby can provide because I, I tell this to people all the time. If you think that you're going to get onto to the pitch at uh, Gillette Stadium and give a high five to Mac Jones at the end of a football game, you're leaving in handcuffs, pal. That's not going to happen. You know what yeah, I mean? absolutely. But it happens at the Free Jacks. You can give Josh Larson a high five at the end yeah. of the game. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty cool. So with that being said, Oliver, I you know we've we've done it all. We've been on here for forty five minutes. You've been fantastic. I've got one word for everybody to exit the video here in three, two, one, huzzah! huzzah!